0: to another episode of Truths Be Told, the podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Mullen, and this is, of course, the storytelling podcast that is sometimes funny, sometimes sad, sometimes heartfelt, but always truthful. Yes. Just like the title, Truths Be Told. That's the point. Guys, welcome. It's December. It's cold. Christmas is so, so, so soon. I'm so glad you're listening, though. Take a break from your family and uh, listen to this podcast. Yeah. As you know, or may not know, every episode of this podcast has a different theme. And I bring on fabulous guests who tell stories, true stories, that revolve around that theme. And sometimes, admittedly, I do fuck with the format. This is one of those times. Sometimes I like to do more of an interview-based episode. So not really, you know, storytelling, not that kind of super exciting um, sitting by the campfire type story. Um, No, sometimes I just like to get people with interesting perspectives on a specific topic and then we just really dive deep. Yeah, so that's what this one is. All right. This episode is called The Inside Scoop. Yes, The Inside Scoop. What could that be about, you're wondering? Well, this episode is all about the creative process. The process of starting with an inkling of an idea watching it germinate and grow and evolve and then eventually become a finished product that is then shared with the world. And that, that creative process, uh, it's different for everybody, but in so many ways, it's so much the same for everybody. Whether you're making music or you're writing a book or creating a movie or TV show or some sort of theater piece or dance piece, it doesn't matter. Creative process... You know, it has a lot of the same hurdles no matter what discipline you're in. And this is an interesting episode, especially if you're a creator. uh, If you need a little encouragement at the moment as an artist. Maybe you need that little extra encouragement to push out that next draft of whatever you're working on. This is the great thing for you to listen to. Because I'm having uh, two deep... Thorough discussions on this episode. The first discussion section is with the hilarious and talented Kayla Lorette and Ebony Rosen. They have a new TV show that is on Crave, an original series called New Eden. And it's all about cults. And it's really funny. And uh, you guys are going to love it. It's hilarious. It's streaming in the new year. So make sure you check that out on Crave. Um, I sat down with them, and we just we just got into it. We talked about how you create a show for TV, for streaming, from the ground up. And um, all the artistic challenges involved with that, and it was just a delightful interview. They were generous with their time and their candor. It was great. Then, after that segment, the next segment is with the cast of Tease, which is my show, guys. You've probably heard me yammering about it in the past. Tease is a theater piece, so it's in a completely different realm than TV. Um, Different creative process. And um, Tease is being remounted for its second run, its sophomore attempt at the 2020 Next Stage Theater Festival. And we open on January 9th, 2020. And uh, I sit down with my two new cast members who are just so funny and charming and amazing and so talented. Uh, Yeah, so I sit down with Bianca Alonji and Christina Gonsalves. And these ladies, I like them so much. They're so wonderful. And uh, we talk about, well, creating a sexy show and all the challenges with creating something that's supposed to be legitimately funny and legitimately sexy it's a challenge guys it's scary taking off your clothes it really is uh, so we we get into that and we dive deep and it's it's fabulous so um, this episode this episode is for you creative types and it might even hit home even a little extra with uh, female creators because I mean everything we talk about is relatable and not gender specific necessarily but I mean there are some unique and specific challenges that women face uh when creating stuff when dealing with producers when getting something made and uh so that's a kind of an interesting angle that both interviews kind of touch on yeah 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 hmm um okay so in the tease segment I should get this out of the way I recorded that a little while ago, so there's been some little updates to let you know. In the tease segment, I mentioned crowdfunding. I mentioned how even though uh, we have a budget and uh, we're good with our money and we have a producer and all that jazz, we also still need any help that we can get. You know, funding, funding is so important in the arts. So uh, instead of doing a traditional crowd funding thing like indiegogo or kickstarter we are instead using patreon because theater lab which is our co-producing uh, collaborator theater company that we're working with uh, they have a patreon account and so if you want to donate to tease and help me Lindsay mullen out um that would be very much appreciated and Patreon is the way to do that. So, um, Patreon—if you've never heard of it—is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and it's uh, it's just like the title. If you want to be a patron of the arts, this is a great way to do it. So, uh, we're just kind of raising money, and normally Patreon is an ongoing. Uh, donation service so people will set them up for a podcast and then it will charge you like a dollar a month or something to keep contributing on a regular basis but this is a one-off the one we're doing for tees is a complete one-off so if you donate to us it's just for the one time it's not an ongoing thing um Much like other forms of crowdfunding, there are perks if you decide to donate. Um, We have three levels, three tiers. Uh, You can donate $7. And if you donate $7, you get a um, digital version uh, of our poster signed by our cast uh, if you donate $15, you get that poster, but you also get a sexy striptease music playlist that I curated myself. Um, and if you are a baller shot caller and you want to donate 50 bucks, holy shit, um, we'd really appreciate that. You'll get the poster, you'll get the playlist, and then you will also get a tongue-in-cheek personalized Voice recording, thanking you for your donation. I might even talk in a sexy voice like this, thanking you. Yeah, it'll be something ridiculous like that. That's We've really run out of ideas. I don't, <laughs> so, you know, get ready for that. Um. Yeah, so if you wanna help us out, this is how you do it. Are you ready? Go to patreon.com slash theater lab. Now, theater lab is spelt uh, in the British way. So, uh, all together, it is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash t-h-e-a-t-r-e-l-a-b. Yes. Patreon.com slash theater lab. Please donate to our show. Um, our show runs January 9th to 19th in 2020, and, um, yeah, if you donate to us, um, we're gonna, uh, shut down that Patreon so that it doesn't recharge anyone in the future. Uh, it's just a one-time little donation, and you'll be billed sometime by the end of January. And I will appreciate it so, 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 so much. Okay, I'm going to stop begging for money on my podcast now. And I'm going to get to the quote of the episode. Yes. All right. So when I was thinking about creativity and the process and the pitfalls of creating, I saw this quote by everyone's favorite surrealist painter, Salvador Dali. And he said, Have no fear of perfection. You'll never reach it. Yep. This is something I constantly remind myself. Because I'm the type of person that writes a first draft, and then I'm angry that it's not perfect the first time I try. And then I throw it out. Often I don't even finish a first draft. I'll write half of a first draft and hate myself. Yeah. So don't do that. Don't be like me. Be the type of person who does multiple drafts. Be kind to yourself. Okay, let's jump in. Starting with the ladies of New Eden. Kayla Lorette and Ebony Rosen. Hello, I am sitting with Ebony Rosen and Kayla Lorette. Hello. Hi. Hi, Hi Lindsay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very, oh, good. That was so smooth. Uh, you guys are the writers, the showrunners, and actresses from your new show, New Eden. Yes. That's
2: accurate. Yes. All true.
0: And it's going to be on
1: Crave. Yes. Yes. All eight episodes of New Eden will be on Crave as of January 1st. New Year's you Day. We watch yes. it all.
2: And it's all about cults. This, yes. The story is, we. it's always more confusing than it should be to explain. The show is a fictional, uh, true crime documentary about two women in the 70s who tried to start an all-female commune, accidentally turned it into a cult. Now they're in prison in the early 90s talking about it, so the documentary takes place in 1991.
1: Yeah, it spans their time kind of starting this commune with all these women and the reasons for that, into their their arrest, into their trial, into what happens kind of at the end for them as they're getting out of prison. That's, yes that's the story of it
0: and I have only seen the trailer so far but may I say I'm so excited that this is a Canadian show because you guys have just raised the bar just already I can tell that's very very nice kind yes baby. yes yes
1: we're excited about it it's been a three-year process uh, uh, and it's our it's our baby and we love it so much so yeah. we're, we're proud for it to be in the world yes
0: for people that aren't in the know you guys are uh, comedians, improvisers, sketch performers who everyone in Toronto knows that likes comedy, and uh, you guys were performing together for a long time in a show called Network Notes. Yes. Which was... Uh, but How did you guys come up with that? How did this whole partnership between the two of you begin? Well, Ebby and I
1: have been very good friends for a long time. Yes. Outside of wanting to do anything creative with each other, not because we didn't want to, but because it just never came up. We We mostly like to drink wine and talk.
2: Which is still true. Still still true. Finish the show, we still like to do that. We did it last night. Thank God. Thank God. But we
1: haven't (laughs) haven't done anything together, and so we we wanted to do an an improv show at Bad Dog Theater, and so we, we started this show called Network Notes, where we play two network executives like heavily contoured big hair very yeah like dragon ladies a very harsh um high high status dumb dumb women and the show (laughs) (laughs) improvisers would come out and pitch like fictional tv shows to us and we'd make them improvise scenes from and then just rip them apart um, kind of just like mimicking and making fun of kind of notes we had heard people receive or we had received in the past from executives
0: what are your just just uh, humor me what are the most annoying like actual network notes you guys have had
2: I mean on this show it's been actually a dream and the network's been incredible and have given us great notes and few notes and
1: we're not even bullshitting when we're saying yeah, it yeah that's real I can
0: tell by the trailer that you guys got to have full artistic freedom
2: absolutely <laughs> you yeah, can the, tell the game there was that we just created a show that was so dense and complicated that I think everyone felt afraid that if they gave it a note the whole story would unravel so everyone was like I guess this I, I hope you're confident, ladies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> worst? worst, worst, I, I really hate... Because you were
0: on... You don't even have to say a note from this, but you were on a YTV sketch show. I, oh, yeah. I would love to hear a note from that. Are you able um, to share? Let's see. Let's see what I can remember. It was so
1: long ago. We were told we couldn't have a black Santa. That's weird. <laughs> you don't, you couldn't have a black Santa. Yeah, obviously this note was not for me, but it was a note that.
2: <laughs> I think the issue is that Kayla wanted to be a black Santa. No. And they said, don't do this, that's not good. And she doesn't get why that's that. Uh, Can you imagine? The note, a note that I,
1: I hate because it doesn't make, I hate it, is that for female characters to be um,
0: more aspirational. This is a Oh like movie. for us to want to be. Th- oh right because if she was like problem had problems or like, Ugh, looked why messy like this. Yeah. 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 Which is like us Sh- as- Sh- a tidy Sh- woman. <laughs> woman. <laughs> yeah. The what most a- like downtrodden you could see a woman is Diane Lane with her bun cuz every movie she starts off with a ratty bun. And wait till she pulls that scrunchie out man yeah and then she's under the Tuscan
2: sun the that's yeah. great beautiful yeah. the main note just being could this be more like under the Tuscan sun <laughs> I, I main mean, answer yes yes <laughs> always <laughs> I've I, I've, I've written animation for a long time and some of the notes there can be really crazy mm-hmm. uh, depending on the age group I once got the note that um it kept cause that's where like you get aspirational for adult women and then for child women you get uh violent <laughs> women <laughs> it's always about this thing of imitatable behavior and that you can't show imitatable behavior but sometimes it gets really ludicrous like there was one show where she wasn't allowed like she wasn't allowed to use the stove and we were like okay fair enough but then they were like she can't be in the kitchen alone without an adult and we were like there's only you've only drawn four rooms in this house so that's really limiting her plot opportunities (laughs) on that same show i was told that we could have a dog but not a cat I didn't want to draw cats. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't I mean, make sense. at the at the core of it, like the
1: bad network notes are funny when they're just bad in that way. Yeah. But then I think what's so satisfying about doing the show is that we were able to make fun of. My favorite thing to make fun of was, would be like how networks try to get ahead of like movements, especially like yeah. feminism, oh, and, yeah. things, and use that. And it's clearly so shallow and 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 kind of evil, and they're like, well, we need female voices in this way, and they try to obscure it, but it's like, no, no, you want to make money, and you know that you have to cover your ass a bit. Right. So you're like, couldn't this all be women? And it's like, yeah. well, you're doing that for money. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. for a good reason, So totally,
2: yeah, it was always fun with a male team who would do some movie about, like, brothers, and then always having, to be like, we love it, it's perfect, could it be two women of color starting their own bead company instead? And, <laughs> just, and it's oh, like, well, no, God. not
0: this story. Our <laughs> story, not
2: this story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's great that you guys got to have uh, a show that actually allowed you to do your thing. Yeah. Do you think that's a change happening in Canadian stuff in general, do you feel like?
2: I feel like Crave's really good about that because I know Jared Kiso's had a lot of latitude in terms of Letter canning and to just be able yeah. to create... Uh, you know, what the voice of his show is. And that show so
1: weird. Yeah, it's, like it's such a bizarre it's show. It's very specific. Yeah. It,
2: yeah, it has not been networked to death by any means. And so Crave's really good about that. Uh, and they were so involved in like getting into the storyline and like the dense kind of timeline of the show with us that they were so inside of it that they were like, okay. All their yeah. notes were like to help support
1: yeah, what cool. it was
2: instead of to change it. I hope
1: right. I hope that it's a change in Canadian culture because i feel like i don't know i felt like when we started all started wanting to like pitch things it felt like the note was always like it has to be very broad for every canadian think of like the people that are going to be in the prairies watching it this and it's so you can't be creative without that without any kind of boundary or thing it's like you're just going to make something that's nothing deleted deleted and weird yeah so hopefully that because i think specificity is is so key so hopefully so speaking on that
0: idea then why cults I love true crime as well. Oh, yeah. Love true crime. I feel like every every woman, woman would, is does. real they're like, how could I die?
1: Yeah, that's, I think that's why I we're fascinated. I think that's part right? of it. I think that's yeah. what
0: we've always said. That was like at the core of
1: true crime, I think it's like women like want to like map, have like a map to violence or a map to danger and like, like to kind of want to see all the details and to like think about it as we are often the victim of these
2: Well, and that was an interesting conversation we had early on, because we knew we wanted to be true crime, and because of that fascination, and we started talking about that fascination women have, almost because so often men are the perpetrators of true crimes, and women are the victims. But then we started trying to get into a space of like, well, what does true crime look like if women are also the perpetrators? Which isn't to say that that never happens. You Mm -hmm. get your Lizzie Bordens. You get a more contemporary example than that. Your <laughs> Carla Homolkas. Your Carla Homolkas, thank you. Yeah. Those two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two bad women. <laughs> two bad girls. Uh, but so we started exploring that and then the show is actually, if we get to make future seasons, is an anthology series. So every season will be a new fictional true crime documentary centered around two a relationship between two women. Um, but for the first season, it was like, yeah, we gotta, gotta blow our wad on cults. So, if we only get one season oh yeah. it's
1: gotta be cult so fun well yeah. it started I think the initial idea we had was that it would be two women that were in a more traditional male led cult one of them went to prison and one of them stayed out and the one that was out of prison still is kind of like a believer and then goes and picks her friend up from prison and, they, and just kind of their relationship which would have been less complicated than what we made
2: yeah, ours but. is much much harder. <laughs> Guys, you should see their faces. They're like realizing things. And God, <laughs> we should have just let a man be in charge of the cult. It would have been such a tiny show. <laughs> but
1: we were like, well, what, like, not wanting to make an aspiration, aspirational female characters. What are like the faults of these women at the core? Like, there's these are not great women that we.
2: Our character, right. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we really wanted to find a balance in the environment so, like, the the women who come to New Eden, who come to this cult, that they uh, are, you know, re- really, we hope, very interesting characters, we really love those characters, and that they, in spite of our characters, were able to create a sense of feminism and sisterhood, and that there were some successful moments, but our characters are uh, not aspirational and uh, quite bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I like to call K- Kayla's character an evil loser. This is my favorite thing to say about. We Kayla's discovered character? this recently. My character <laughs> yeah. is an evil loser. Yeah, right. And your character is
0: like a, an unhinged ding dong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More affable. More affable, but not well. Not well. I think that aspirational thing is is very interesting because I hadn't hadn't thought of that. I thought of something similar. Like I noticed in commercials, because I go out a lot for those, and if it's a comedic one, I never get to be the funny goofball. Ever. I'm always with a husband who's a goofball. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, you. And I think it's because... The way they see it is, if we were to be laughed at, it would lose status. Like women are already in a l- less powerful position societally, so we can't be laughed at, which is such a, an insult. And it's such a bullshit thing. It's like such it's a just weird not real
1: misogyny. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's a it's a way to I don't know. It's such a lazy, fearful thing. We pitched the show to a place we won't name, but this man like stopped us. The middle of our pitch, ten minutes into our hour-long pitch, and he he kind of took up all this space and he kind of leaned back and he launched into and at the second he started, we were both like, I I like vagina just clenched.
2: We were yeah, we both like, <laughs> pushed air out of our vaginas and started <laughs> levitating off of our out chairs of just, out of sheer rage. Anchor. He's like, well, with the Me Too
1: movement and times oh. up, we were like, oh no 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 no. He's like he's you know, he's like you know things are really changing and I love that you know I just love wow. that, that women are getting the space and all this but you know the way you're describing these these characters and the way that you know they, they have the, the, the way that they sound the way they're kind of flawed in this way don't you think other women will watch this show and go hey read the room ladies. What? So he's insinuating that, uh, that us having these flawed female characters, we Makes were somehow... Us bad feminists. Make, yeah, would make us bad feminists. And he,
2: and he used... Several times he used the words... Because what I'm seeing on TV right now is a lot of powerful, kick-ass women. Oh. Are you sure you don't want to do something more like that? Oh my god. Well, we were I still. feel
0: like that guy just also doesn't understand comedy. No. Like, no, oh, exactly. I would really <laughs> like to see these non-flawed clowns who are, like, aspirational clowns. Well, that's what we explained, too. I remember at one point just
2: being such a cunt and being like, well... Uh, If you take say a basic sitcom like
3: Cheers why it works is that each of the characters have an individual flaw and then different storylines focus on one of those flaws and usually a comedic situation ensues like this being like okay let's
2: if you're gonna talk to us this way we're gonna really Yeah. we're gonna go to Cheers full save the cat like basic description of comedy to you (laughs) oh my god that's horrible he also hit on our producer in the meeting it wasn't great
1: he was 100% like a like a like a 1980s like rich guy villain who'd be like would like like, from, like, 16 Candles or yeah, something. Yeah, he, he
2: <laughs> was a mix of, um, uh, what's his name in Pretty and Pink, who's in... Oh, oh Black... Who's in... Who's in that... Bla- bla- black... blacklist Blacklist... Blacklist man. A uh, mix of him in Pretty and Pink and the guy from... Uh, diehard who says booby a lot and gets shot in the face. That's like who this man w- was. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But oh, wow. We we dragged him. <laughs> he, I think... I, I, I guarantee think <laughs> he's listening. Lindsay,
1: I'm supportive of your podcast. Uh, it's a great podcast. I, he's not tuning in. <laughs> oh.
0: I'm sorry. I don't think he likes He's women. not yet. <laughs> oh, I really don't think he does. Oh, man. Okay, so getting back to your show. Um... What is something that over the eight episodes uh, was a huge learning curve, maybe, that you weren't expecting while making a show? Because you guys have lots of experience making shows, but what's something that you were like, you know, it's the thing you think will be a problem, isn't, and then all of a sudden something you didn't expect, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that.
2: I mean, I think you can never, just in a basic way, no matter what the show is, prepare yourself for how many weird things will go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. all manageable, but all like like the the main hero location we had for New Eden, like the New Eden house. We like two or three weeks before we started shooting, they were like, "Yeah, there's a huge mold problem. We can't. We lost. We
1: the, lost our ma- whole location." So, oh my god, which is like the which is where we were starting shooting because the mold was so dangerous, we couldn't have people inside the house. Oh. So that wasn't good. That was,
2: but those but are but the but kinds those of, those things are kind of things, things you, that happen, and they you're like, happen.
1: You you roll with it, like yeah, or there there was like yeah. Just different things like that, but I think overall, like we, I would say not to be so specific. But I think the biggest thing for Evnie and I definitely was we we were kind of led astray by uh, by an older man. Um. I'll say who has worked in the industry for a really long time who who uh, lied <laughs> and was bad. <laughs> it was, was, and, like, and 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 we really trusted him as being someone as, that, a, as
0: a creative consultant or like no, a, as a the, producer like the, as the producer in the and, yeah 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 and he.
2: Um, yeah, it was an interesting lesson because we really wanted to approach how we show ran both extremely collaboratively, which we are, and with an openness of being like, yes, we've made television before we know how, but we've never been in this position before so we are going to be open about asking questions and learning things and letting people help us so we can help them and we can all make the best show possible. Mm-hmm. And I think he, in a way, took advantage of that and really was insistent on doing ways things the ways he had always done them and often that wasn't right for the show and then it caused a lot of yeah. um, issues. So I think we learned to always be open as we have been, but also to really stick to our guns and know that mm-hmm. if, we, if we step away for one of our many Com- private hush conversations and go, "Does this feel weird to you?" Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh, that must be then so
2: nice uh, as to
0: have another, it, uh, another person that's kind of equal with you. I imagine you're yes. equals in this process. Oh my god! Because right now I'm I'm producing a show, but it's just me. Like it's, I mean, it's I have my heart. my male producer I'm working with who's great, but in like the creative in the shit moments, it's just me. And then I have my own insecurities as a human being, of course. Where it's, it's like so I'm becoming close friends with people I cast in my show, but also at the same time I'm a boss, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, it's there's too many hats. And then your gut will tell you one thing, but your fear will
1: tell you something else. One hundred. That was like such a big thing, and I, yeah, like God, doing it. A little, I don't, I, I don't think it would have been possible to do this alone without having a full breakdown. Like it makes we were, me feel
2: sick to think about. Yeah,
1: being able to check in with each other and just be like. I don't feel good about this. Or what do you think we should do here? And be able to just have a breath and a moment with another person to just check in was so great because yeah, you, 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 you have your gut instinct, but there's things you don't know and you, and it's good to not know things
0: and learn things, but, but yeah, it was crazy. You know what? That actually is, I feel very, I feel (laughs) like it's cathartic hearing you say that because I'm like that. I wish I had that in certain moments, just to be able to turn to somebody and be like, "We're on the same page." Yeah. yeah,
1: especially when you're trying. I think especially when you're trying to do something in a way that maybe is a new way of doing it, or you want to do it on your own terms, like with your show. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's certain risks. You're asking for a lot of vulnerability from your performers. Yeah, and and you know, there's probably like an an old guard way that someone would have produced and directed that, that would have been intimidating, shitty, and bad for those women. You right. want to do it with a new standard, the same way that we wanted to yeah. create a set that was safe. And so you can't always trust the way things have been done for a long time because they weren't always done right.
0: Right. And also I've found that it's interesting when you're trying to figure out what moments or things where you go, I'm going to leave this be and not push on it because I have no interest in traumatizing someone or making them uncomfortable or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, which things are the things where someone is nervous, but they want to deep down and they need you to guide them into, you know... A scary area that they want to face, do you know what I mean? Totally, like absolutely. there's some things that are like fear because you like petrified and you're not gonna do it, and then there's some that are like you need someone to help you totally and figuring out what's what
1: and it can yeah. be hard when you're even in situations where you're maybe improvising or you're just in like because with our set we you know we, we'd be like, okay, we'll just play and let loose and do whatever you want, flop and around. Can be, flop around. Like we were, yeah, lucky enough to have uh, our our dear dear friend Caitlin Howden in our cast, who's such a strong
2: improviser, who really like was able to lead by example to the other actors. So some of whom were like theater actors or come had come from a different space, so didn't weren't necessarily as comfortable with improvising. And she really um, is so brilliant and great at that. And did some wild things, and then everyone <laughs> kind of was like, "Oh, okay, oh, it works, and it's funny." You're not you're happy she's doing that. Good, <laughs> we'll do it too. <laughs> yeah, totally, <laughs> That's Which is great. great, but yeah, no beyond the like the division of labor and getting able being able to combine our skill sets to just get all the work that there was to do done it was also just yeah so integral to be able to have each other emotionally to check in creatively to check in just just have a weird whiskey yeah. in our trailer and be like what the fuck is going on <laughs> whatever it was. oh yeah just debriefing, <laughs> on, de- the debriefing cr- on the debriefing
1: yeah because there's there's things that were like kind of dark dark and bad in a way that were that were shitty for us but then there'd be just funny things like just were just so crazy. You're like, how did, what, let's just talk about how one of the caterers had his shirt off while he was cleaning the barbecue and <laughs>
2: see why that's a problem
1: and didn't see why that was a problem and someone saw him with his hands down his pants. Let's just talk yeah. about that for 20 minutes. <laughs> nothing of the fact that he's underage <laughs>
2: and told me he didn't have food safe. Oh, <laughs> oh my
0: God. And that was it. Ah, uh, he prepared the food in our old location we can't use. Yeah,
2: with, his, <laughs> with his, all, his, all his clothes off and his hands on his dick. And we can't oh. say anything because he's a teen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so. Anyway, uh, we're getting sued. We're not.
0: <laughs> my last question to you then is what was your absolute favorite moment in the whole process? Was there a moment where you're like, oh, yes, I'm so glad I did this? Or, oh, this was captured so perfectly? I think there's so many to choose from. For me,
2: like, getting the writer's room together that we did was so... Oh. We had just the best room, and it, and it came together so well. Um, and so I was really happy with how that turned out. And when the scripts were finally done, it was like... Ugh. Yeah. It felt so good. It was so, yeah. To get
1: to have exactly the room we wanted and to feel so proud of the words was so satisfying. It's like a weird slow burn satisfying, because it seems like it would never end. <laughs> Um, a point, a really emotional point was kind of for me was when we there' were so many funny great points, but when we had asked our cast to to be nude in the show, and we kind of and, and we kind of got through this really long night of doing this together and there was just this crazy emotional feeling when we came out of the woods. really felt like we were all coming off of like a mushroom high or something. It was mm-hmm. wild. But every like am, I just felt so appreciative of everyone's bravery and mm-hmm. like the, and the vulnerability and what they showed and how everyone just committed and was so funny.
2: I and our like crew was so incredible with it and professional <sighs> and it was just it was just it was, that was, like, something we were so nervous to Such a high shoot. risk. Because when you're writing it, you're like, that's funny. And then you get there, and it's like, not only do we have to be naked, but we have to ask a lot of other women to be naked. Right. Not just on TV, but in front of a crew. I think shooting it was more, because we knew it was going to be blurred and stuff. It was more the shooting of it in front yeah. of like a crew of, like, 60 people that was like, woof But everyone was so professional and great on our crew, and then we all just got to have this crazy, euphoric, like... Laughing, naked, ridiculous... night. Night. I got
1: home to the hotel. It was like 7 in the morning or something. We were all covered in like paint. Paint. And I had a shower and I got into bed. And my boyfriend was was staying at the hotel at the time. And I started just crying in like the early morning light. And he's like... Hila, are you what's going on? Are you okay? And I just, like I was high, I went, I'm just so proud.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's like, okay, you gotta go to sleep. Yeah,
0: please, <laughs> please. That's so nice. Yeah, it was nice. Oh yeah. my God. Guys, so great to hear about people creating a show without trauma. <laughs> so cool. So different. Oh my God. Um, great. <laughs> what a world. What a world. So, where can everybody see this? Be clear with your promo details. Okay.
2: Yeah. We've been really briefed on how to say all the things. Yeah. It's on Crave. It will be, all the episodes will be on as of January 1st, like right after midnight. They'll all be up there. Um... Uh,
0: what? It's called New. It's called New Eden. Eden. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, you can, follow, you can follow. all the social
1: medias. I think all the handles are at True, true New Eden. Eden. Someone took New Eden, and we are furious about it. Um, <laughs> take to the internet on that. You can follow that for for content and information and everything. And and yeah, please please watch the show. We're so proud of it.
2: Yeah, get on Crave.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Thanks, Lizzie. bye Bye. bye. <laughs> bye. Hello, Welcome to another panel discussion. This panel discussion is very near and dear to my heart because I'm having a sit-down chat with the two new cast members of my very own show, Tease. We're in rehearsals right now, and I'm sitting with two lovely ladies. Hi, introduce yourselves. Hi,
3: I'm Christina Gonsalves. And I'm Bianca Olanji.
0: Yes, yes, you guys, you! <laughs> and I'm Lindsay Mullen. Oh my God, this is weird. I'm gonna be interviewing myself.
3: Yeah, that's as well. right. The that's table's right. turned.
0: Oh my God. All right, good. Okay. So I'm sitting with you two ladies. Before I pick your brains, I'm gonna just tell the listeners what tease is Mm -hmm. tease is a burlesque variety show that i created uh in 2018 and we had a different cast before and this is the second time we're doing the show so it's a remount for the 2020 next stage theater festival here in toronto at factory theater in january and um Basically, the show features clown, sketch comedy, sexy strip teeth, you know, political, satirical stuff, feminism. Uh, It's funny, it's sexy, it's all the things. And you two ladies are uh, co-writers and you are performers on this show. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, oh my God, Bianca's getting so excited.
4: I'm, I'm very, I'm very nervous for this right now. Oh, for this very podcast. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's okay. It feels like it matters, but it doesn't. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't matter at all. Uh, let's start with you, Bianca. Bianca. You're, you have a dance background, and you're a performer at Second City. Like a, You're in the Christmas show right now. That's right. Yeah, That's right. you're very funny. Uh, you're like a pixie. <laughs> I, you auditioned for this show, and I saw you, and I wanted you immediately because you have this air of charm. You're like a, a, a child. <laughs> That's what I am, guys, this voice. Yeah, you have a I'm little so, voice. So, so. You know what my
4: biggest worry is? Your voice on podcasts... Like, no, I've listened to myself on podcasts and been like, oh my god, who is that annoying? Like, eh, eh, eh. anyway, <laughs> hi guys, it's me, I'm Bianca. Yes, um, my previous work was uh, a lot of uh, dance projects, and yeah, um, you were a dancer, yeah, I was a dancer, and I got to perform on cruise ships and some productions out in England, and um, and then you yeah. transitioned into comedy, and then I was like, what is this lovely thing that,
0: uh, yeah comedians are doing it. and I was like I want to do that mm-hmm. yes and so, it yeah. really suits you you're a diamond in the rough I've said that when you auditioned you. I was like she has this charm to her that you can't teach wow you can only hone oh oh wow baby <laughs> thank you oh yes so thank you I'm happier really in this show um I'm guessing it's your very first time ever disrobing on stage which yes. happens our show is very sexy there's strip yes. teasing yeah yeah
4: it's my first time, but I'm actually like I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, we, we're about I don't know two, three wait we're two or three weeks away from we're opening. We're so mm-hmm. close, guys! We're so close. It's such a good show. Like if you're listening to this, you better be there. It's going to be amazing, amazing. Now, I want to ask you. Yeah.
0: Um. How? How do you? How have you uh, dealt with the idea of sexualizing yourself on stage when you come from a kind of a comedy background? What has the process been like mentally, emotionally? Be honest. She's literally hiding her face in her shirt. she's just is
3: part of the process. I think the first stage is kind of retreating into this, you know... Shell. Shell, yeah. yeah. I think that is step one. So you're scared. Uh, just based
4: on your am, silent gestures, you're scared. I am scared. But because I'm a big goof, I think this show will be very liberating for me. And right. you'll... I'll get to have those moments of some funniness, but also show... This sensual side, too, that is something that we all should actually embrace and love about ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know
0: and you are very funny in the show. You have a lot of comedy bits in the show. Mm-hmm. But are you, are you nervous to, to, you know, show pasties? I am. I, I'm very nervous. That's fair, that's fair. Christina, I'll turn to you for a moment. <laughs> Christina, you actually tested out the pasties I for did. the very first I time did. the other day.
3: Mm-hmm. You were there. I was there.
0: <laughs> and you did a little shake test. Yeah. And uh, for those that don't know, you keep pasties on with carpet tape. This is true. It's they very stick to strong. your
3: nipples, and you think they'll fall off, but they won't. Yeah. yeah the little nipple covers. Okay, so th- what did you think? Well, okay, so like, I don't, like... Purely practical level, I find straps and just things in general that come with clothing, a lot of, like, clothing catered towards women also, to be really constrictive. So, like, on a purely, like, baseline practical level, it is very nice to not have all of that going on, you know? Yes, freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just for that level. And then when you kick it up a notch and you realize, you know, this is also attractive and this is alluring and this is, this is you know, the, when you add on the theatricality, it becomes a whole other thing. And I went into a headspace I didn't know that existed <laughs> within me, where I was like, this is goofy and silly. I literally have stickers on my boobs. And then it, it, it becomes more than that. It becomes you 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 connect with your music that you're working with, you giggle with Lindsay when you do your shake test to the wall and you try to it's very to shake,
0: professional. <laughs> I
3: say and that's key what you said, the shake test to the wall. I don't make wall. you shake test for me. right. No, right. No, no, I make you turn to the wall to the wall. Do a little shimmy and tell me if it feels secure. Yeah. No, it was hilarious. Um it, it's great and it's great to to pr- like prepare myself mentally for what I think it's going to be like and then be totally just realizing it's a physical thing that you need to get in there and do and when like when I'm dancing I always feel happy I get the endorphin rush and I feel great so having that extra layer is just like now I just don't need to have straps and you also come from a dance background yeah yeah
0: yeah. uh not so much of a comedy background but a real dance background
3: Mm. and uh so is this your first time disrobing as well this is my first time yeah I feel like with dance there are a lot of outfits that are very small and like little but the attention's not on that so it's interesting that we always just glazed over it that's just normal right yeah like little crop tops and like little shorts that's the thing
0: I find weird is when people get kind of nervous because I I look at what people wear in dance and I'm like this is skimpy as hell yeah (laughs) Like this is the I tightest know. thing. It's a little one-piece bathing suit yeah. you're dancing in.
3: If anything it's weirder because that's not what the point is, right? Like the point is to kind of just show the dancing. So to have something where like finally I'm I'm you know acknowledging that yeah, we're wearing little clothing, but that's that's the point.
0: Well, here's a question for you guys. Do you think that not that there is a dancer body because you can be any body type to be a dancer, but there are a lot of dancers that tend to be very small, very mm-hmm. petite, very skinny, very common. Um, do you think it's the fact that many dancers have a small frame uh, and maybe aren't as voluptuous? Maybe that's why it's not so nerve-wracking wearing some, like not a lot of clothing, mm. but there's something maybe more
3: risky or nerve-wracking when you have large breasts mm-hmm. or, or a juicy butt. Yeah. Like, it's almost, I, I agree with you, it's almost like the uniformity of it, especially with professional dance, it's not, it's like a certain body type that's consistent, like, yes. throughout, right? So when you see people in a, in a certain costume, it's all kind of the same across the board. So, to, yeah, to divulge from that, even with a body that's, you know, like, every body's a good body, but it, you're right, it is kind of different because... Seeing yourself and noticing the differences—it's—it's it's a process to embrace that and to be like, "That's different." Is that a negative different or a positive different? That's where you make that choice, right? Yeah. Not to get all deep, but like, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what I what I go through. Yeah. I
0: know. Whenever I feel like my boobs are bigger, like times when I've been on the birth control pill, I feel like I look more like a centerfold. I feel like I'm selling sex mm. because I think we see. Um, you know, feminine curves as synonymous with sex, even though it's, it's just a little extra fat. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, Bianca, Bianca keeps doing these things. She just literally, <laughs> even though she's wearing a shirt, put her hands over her breasts in fear. She's just thinking about this. is scaring ah. her. It's just a, a reflex. Bianca, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be
4: so great. Oh, uh, Lindsay, I have a question
0: for you. Okay, you have a question for me. Go ahead. Where did Tease come from?
4: Like, like, where did this stem from? Where, and you wanted to create this and make this show, like... Oh. I think one time in passing, you were like, I thought about wanting to do a show like this, like, when you were, like, 21. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I've always been fascinated
0: with, like, the art direction around burlesque, right. like the 50s, the yeah. 40s. I love I love how feminine the clothes are in the 50s. I love old movies. I'm abs- I, in high school, I watched Turner Classic movies all the time. Yeah. And also, as a woman in comedy, you, you may notice this, we're not really so much sexualized. We're a joke or goofy or whatever. And no one ever casts me as an ingenue. I'm not a romantic lead. I am um, the romantic lead's sassy friend. Mm. That's what happens a lot. Mm. So I was like, I'm in my 20s. I was around 27. I had done a lot of kids TV as well oh, really? and a lot okay. of children's touring theater. And I thought, oh, my God, it's very nice performing for kids. But also I want to be an adult. I really want to feel like a woman. And also, I'm really glad I didn't do this at 21. At 21, I was uh, learning about my sexuality, but I was not confident in my womanhood yet. mm mm-hmm. And by the time I was around 26, 27, there was a real change happening. Right. If someone, you know, uh, harassed me on the street, I'd get angry back. If someone tried to slut shame me, I'd give them a piece of my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I no longer just kind of sunk back and went, oh, okay, and let shame overtake me like I did when mm-hmm. I was younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, said, I finally had something to say. And I was like, okay, I'm in my late 20s. I have something I want to say, and it's unique, and I want to add it to the conversation. So I'm like, if I'm going to make a burlesque show, and burlesque is supposed to be funny, but every burlesque show I saw wasn't that funny. They all say it's funny. They're like, this is a comedic striptease. You're like, what? I'm like, you're not fucking funny. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Now, obviously, there are some burlesque dancers that are quite funny. I'll be honest with you. But most of it just, you know, it seemed kind of blah And every routine would be the same. Like every, I mean, every show, it would be like strip tease, shake your tits, lights down. Strip tease, shake your tits, lights Lights down. down. Over Mm -hmm. and over and over again, you know? And I wanted to create a show that had monologue, it had humor, and real cutting humor. Like really something
4: that. And some strong messages. Like our pieces, I'm like, oh yeah. People are gonna go, oh, oh yeah. Like, yeah. very, there's happy moments, too, but a lot of these things that you, you think about after, and you're like, wow, that was yeah. wonderfully
0: executed. Like, a strong you know? point of view. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to have that and say something actually risky. I didn't want, like, a boring... There's a lot of feminist stuff that just gets overused. Mm-hmm. I don't want pussy hats. I don't want the I'm with her type thing. I want... Fresh perspectives that might even offend people that think the way we already think. Mm -hmm. You know? Let's Mm -hmm. actually take risks. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that's why I made the show. I wanted to try something different. I wanted to feel sexy. Yeah. Um, Have you guys always uh, felt good being your sexy self? Or do you have a weird relationship with the sexy side Um, of yourself?
4: I live in a turtleneck. (laughs) Uh, I I do. You'd find me in a turtleneck in the summer. Uh, no, no, really. Like, I'm like, oh, whoa, like a baby. Are you really modest
0: type person, like in your day to day life? Yeah,
4: yes. My clothing choices are very, like, covered. It's hard for me to have a V neck, like, t shirt. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um,. Not to say that I've never worn one. Like, I have. It's just, like, if you look at my closet, I'm like, the t-shirts are all, like, crew neck, or I have a collar, or I have a turtleneck. I just, like, I don't know. There's something about, like, right now, I have, like, a zippy in front of the girls right now, and, like, I can't, I like it. I like it like mm-hmm. this. I like it covering my, anyway, I don't She's know. She's wearing, like, hmm.
0: athleisure clothing, like something yeah. you'd go jogging in. It's a
3: great outfit, by the It's way. a oh, great, nice. great Same.
0: outfit. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. like a soccer mom, a little bit. I am right, being yeah. very
3: yeah, soccer mom yes. today. yeah.
4: yeah. But yes, so like even in a bathing suit it was always like towel, release towel pop in the water. Like you oh, know what I mean? really? And it's like, yeah. So so when I had heard about teas, um, I was actually disappointed I missed the first run of it.
0: Yeah, you haven't seen it, but you auditioned anyways I a auditioned, year later.
4: Yeah, I auditioned a year later because I had only heard like really good things about the show. Like right. I was like, uh, tell me more about this tease thing. Or I had started a project with somebody and somebody's like, Oh uh, have you seen Tease? And I was like, no, I heard about it. What was... And they were just, yeah, The what they said, they left feeling so, like, ah inspired and, like, yeah, you go, girl. Like, I want to be them, you know? Yeah, and, it's a real party show. Mm-hmm. Ladies like it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, when I saw the posting to audition, I was like, well, why not? And I thought uh, this will be different, like, to show range for myself, too. I've always, yeah. like you said, like, Well, for you, you were saying, like, kids shows, kids shows. Like, you're always playing that, right? So I was like, this might be something completely different than I've ever done before.
0: And maybe it's something that I need to dive in. Also, it's not like you and I haven't been sexualized before when we act. But it's usually like we're in a commercial and you're the cutesy girlfriend. Or someone's dressing you or deciding what brand of sexuality or femininity you're supposed to be. Yeah. And I guess part of the reason I also made the show is I was like, I would like to not have a guy in an office decide mm. if I'm cute enough to be the girlfriend of that guy mm. on the TV show. Mm. Or if I'm attractive enough to be with him in the, the commercial. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I want to I wanna dictate yeah. femininity, sexuality, what being a woman
3: is. How about you, Christina? Yeah. In terms of me, my relationship with my sexuality? That yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a process. I still think it's still happening. Yeah. Um, I think for me, the reason why I was so attracted to this show is in the listing for the, the audition, you wrote things like... For the audition, what to prepare. There was anything from something dramatic to something clown to something, and I saw that and I was like, okay, cool. Because for me, I always find that comedy and, and making people laugh is such a good vehicle for saying something authentic. Yeah, you know, like in a joke is like such a good way to get across something that's like, no, this is really real, right? So Wrapping this in in comedy not only helps me feel comfortable because it's hard to just be like seriously sexy like that is yeah, that, that is a tough task and that's something I I'm agree. really
0: taking you both to task to oh, you yeah. as your director. Oh yeah, <laughs> I actually make them dance to Britney Spears's "Work Bitch" over and over again, and then. I give them notes on making sexier faces.
3: Not as like a punishment. Like it is a a show. Does that sound bad? (laughs) I make them dance. I make
0: them dance.
3: Listen, guys, they're
0: paid. (laughs)
4: Lindsay actually. Lindsay has a a a whiteboard. She (laughs) makes us write down people that (laughs) and things that inspire us.
0: (laughs) Oh my (laughs) god. Yes. Let's let's tell what a horrible director I am. (laughs) I don't make anyone (laughs) do anything. God, this show.
3: I I am constantly worrying about consent. I know it is. That's an interesting thing too. And it's, it's, it's interesting because being in a room of women and our stage manager also is a woman. It's, it's one of those things where we become, we get this friendly energy and it feels like it's easier to open, at least for me. Yeah. 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 yeah, Um, so that helps. That's actually part of it for the sexualized thing. When we perform it for each other to check on the moves and to make sure we're all in line, it's, incredible how hard it is to put on a sexy face when you're just performing for your friends. <laughs> this is an, <laughs> this is an
0: interesting point And I want to ask you guys. Yeah. So, I set up the auditions. Oh, this yeah. is the first time I've ever set up auditions for anything and had to sit behind the table and not audition myself. And, you know, me and my uh, producer, Michael Orlando from Theater Lab, he's been on an episode of this podcast before. A dating episode. Um, so, He was the one, he's more woke than me. He was the one that informed me, no, you have to sit in on the auditions. I'm not going to be there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh. He's like, I'm a dude. I'm not going to make women uncomfortable at the audition. So you go in there and you should maybe have a panel of women with you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And there is something very strange about holding an audition where you have women um, do a dance for you. And, and just so you know, I didn't have women come in and then they take off their clothes for me. I said, you can have like layers on and we can pretend that when you take off your tank top, that there's nothing there, but you can have a t-shirt on underneath or whatever, um, just to make it safe and whatever. Uh, but it was so strange the energy of having a woman come in and try to befriend you because you're both ladies. Right. But right. then you have to have her do a movement piece to show she can move that is a sexual type dancing.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: sometimes I wondered if they would have been more comfortable if I had been a guy. And then I tried dressing up in ways that were, like, non-threatening. I, like, Uh, I No, I did. You might remember. I was in a hoodie. Yeah, I
3: remember the hoodie. I had, like, a
0: ratty bun. Like, I was, like, Diane Lane in a rom-com, like, ratty bun. This was planned? Oh, yeah. This is all... What do you think I'm going to glamazon it up and look like? Just so
4: you know. Okay that <laughs> oh, for no. that audition I was like all right I can go in and be a real sexy animal <laughs> which uh let's face it was not gonna happen it was a chipmunk there's <laughs> a sexy it was a chipmunk punk. I came in and had like a shower cap she had a shower cap <laughs> yes and like a towel and uh it was a real joke like a jokey but uh, uh. See,
0: little lady.
4: I see. I didn't even
3: know about this. Yeah, yeah. Mine was
4: completely. It silly. was good.
3: She
0: did a whole dance to "Respect" by Aretha Franklin. <laughs>
4: oh my! In God. a shower cap. It was inspired by getting ready for like yeah. a, a date. But then the date canceled, and I was like, well, you
0: know what? That's you better so have And her. she did a whole act out with her phone as oh if he canceled. Gosh. It and, was a
3: whole thing. So we both did really goofy things. Yeah. Because I, I made a piece about tying your shoes. Like, that's oh, yeah. Yeah, it, were, yeah, she came in and did this, like, cool, it was, like, not tap dancing. No, it was just, like, it was, like, like Broadway jazz, jazz funk. Yeah. Jazz so I, funk about yeah.
0: tying your shoes. Yeah and oh my really god that's silly how did you guys feel being in an audition like that oh I left and I
3: was
4: like well uh that wasn't sexy and I don't know what they are thinking like I was like well like I just kind of like oh, okay see ya because I was like I I didn't uh I I just I remember someone leaving and I was like Oh my gosh! Okay, we had the exact she, same experience. She just looks like she would be even more sexier. If you guys could see me now, I, I'm I'm about five two, uh, curly hair. My <laughs> nose has like my face doesn't fit my nose. Like things are just like,
3: I just you're beautiful. You're small. beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Second of all, we had the exact same thing because when when we were doing it, I was like, this was fun. You were like, you you're very like you let your you. Mm, you let yourself feel your emotions, so you weren't like, you weren't like, you know that kind of like cold, glazed over kind of look that sometimes a panel would have? Yeah. And then I was like, this was fun and funny, but then when I left, someone was coming in who was just looked like a pure glamazon, and I was yeah. like, oh, really? oh gosh, I was yeah. not, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wasn't nervous I was like, with Lindsay, like you made me feel very
4: comfortable, and I was like, okay, that was a great little audition process, but I was like, I don't know. I haven't seen Ts If she's looking for real sexy, sexy, that was, I was a complete fart. And, oh my God. It's By the way, a, um,
0: the show is amazing. So uh, please come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is sexy. <laughs> you know, what's crazy is like, I gave people the option to come in with like a comedic piece, mm-hmm. like a physical comedic piece. You don't have to come in and do something sexy. Mm-hmm. You can do a clown piece. Or you can come in and show me sexy moves. It's all up to you. And it was so interesting. Who decided to be funny? Who decided to be political?
1: Mm. Who decided
0: to sing? Who decided mm. And you know what? Sometimes I saw some cringy things. Oh. I saw some of the most cringy things. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah. I saw it? some really sexy things. I saw some well acted things. And then I saw I saw some cringy things where <laughs> I just I mean, I won't get into it too much, but really, I do believe there was one point where I actually was so afraid that I might burst out laughing.
3: See, that's where... This it, is really bad. I good. almost
0: yeah. burst out laughing. Oh, gosh. And so what I started intentionally doing while biting my lip, while someone was doing their piece, I, I imagined something awful happening to a family member so that Whoa. I would not laugh. I had oh, to, because yeah, yeah, I was yeah, so yeah. afraid I'd burst God. out laughing mm-hmm. in this ultra-serious moment.
4: I have a question about sitting on that side of the table, right? Did it did it uh, open your eyes to what you would bring to a room sometimes? Totally. You know what I mean? You yes. know, like, the way somebody's energy is when they walk in, or the way that they just
0: hold themselves, like... Do you know what? <sighs> being on you the know? side of that, you see you at different auditions. Right, Uh, okay. You're like, oh, that one, the first girl that came in, oh, she was me when I was late and rushed and frazzled. Oh, that fifth person, oh, that was me on the day I knew I had the part before I even walked in. Oh, that girl, number seven, oh, she's... She's uh, me when I'm way too low status and apologetic for everything I do. Like you just see variations of yourself. Did you see? You guys are in you. (laughs) Okay. Oh my god. You should have seen Bianca just now. She just moved close to Christina. They're looking at me very intently. They're both smiling. (laughs) Um, what's your question? Did you see you and us, or were you? Yeah. Which one were we? Were we number
3: seven or? The one. Oh, my God. One.
0: My first... Because I had never <laughs> met either of you before these auditions. Right. Mm-hmm. So, wow. First impressions. Here we go. Well, obviously, you did good. You both got the fucking job. I guess so. I guess that kind of reminds Dumb question. What, what were my thoughts? Okay. Uh, Bianca, I thought you had this like real spirit this energy that was untamed and kind of wild and it was all over the place and also i could tell that you were improvising parts of your audition (laughs) while you were doing it she was doing this routine and i went she came up with a framework and she's just she's just riding a wild pony she doesn't know what's happening next. No, I did not. We're all going to find out together. Um, but I knew you were a good improviser, and I could see you going with the flow, and you knew how to just ride that energy and live in the moment, so I loved it. And I thought, great. With some rehearsal time, we can make something really specific there. Uh, Christina. Yes? Christina. I'm scared. I prejudged you before you came <gasps> in. Oh. Yeah. How? You ready? Yeah. Your resume, resume was very short. Mm. There wasn't a lot on it. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay. That's a good well, chance. Well, let, let's take a chance. Let's see what's going on. She's younger. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see. All right. And then you came in the room and... Uh, do you want me to be honest with you? Yes, please. You even had on this... You had on a shirt... <laughs> That was like a blue and white striped shirt that had little strings like you could tie up at the neck. It looked Mm -hmm. like something I would have worn when I was in junior high. Oh,
3: yeah. Uh Uh-huh. This
0: isn't an insult. No. And I looked at you and I thought, and you put a backpack down. (laughs) And I (laughs) thought, and I looked at you and I went, how old is this girl? She seems very young. I don't know if she's about to do something sexy. She looks so wholesome. What's going on? And I remember just being like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, and out of nowhere, you started dancing to your song. And it was a quirky, weird song. And you did all these amazing moves. And they were so polished and specific. And then you told me you had just recently made that. Yeah. And it was for this audition. And it blew me out of the water uh so yeah it was pretty
3: crazy yeah and uh I was just for reference the shirt which I dreaded and I was wearing it I was looking in the mirror before I left and I was like oh my god you look like you're eight years old you did look like you were eight I and you know like what child. but I needed it because it had the laces and it went, oh because it, it had was, laces it was that's why it was a prop for the song yeah
0: oh my yeah. god you booked this show in spite of that shirt oh my goodness Whoa. I remember being like I don't know if we're okay. going to have much here. And then she started and I went, oh, I'm wrong. This is amazing. <laughs> I love this. And then I knew I wanted to hire you. And both of you, I knew I wanted to hire both of you. But I made you do callbacks anyways. Yes.
3: Yeah. No, that was great. And I liked it. Because at the callback, you wanted to see the sexy side. And I thought that was, I needed to do that anyway. Also, it's right? a weird
0: question to ask people. Do you mind coming in and show us? movement that is more sensual. I think that's... Again, I improvised that and took Michael Orlando's glasses and put them on. Oh, my God, yes. She went over to the table where the audition panel was. Michael Orlando came to the callbacks, which we got permission on from everyone. Everyone was comfortable. Uh, And she put on sunglasses that he had. And, Bianca, memorize a fucking piece.
3: (laughs) Or don't. I don't know. Oh, it. It. The- I've been taking notes this whole time. <laughs> oh, anyways, you guys. <laughs> the, what I've learned from this, Lindsay, is that you like it when people improvise on the spot and when they have lower like experience resumes. <laughs> this is, what yes. is low expectations. But improvise. actually,
0: you know what? I I picked one of you because you were so good at improvising in the moment, and I picked the other one because you were so rehearsed and so polished. So clearly, I don't know what I fucking want. Um, Guys, (laughs) I think we should wrap it up. This has been a lovely conversation. Um, Tease is going to be at the next Stage Theatre Festival. Our first show is January 9th, 2020. Right? January 9th? January 9th, 2020. Yes. And we're at Factory Theater, Mm -hmm. and we would love for you to come see the show. Um, Keep listening to this episode. I'm going to tell you about how you can contribute to our Indiegogo crowdfunding uh, page and help us out. If you can't come see the show, maybe help us out because this show is expensive to make. Um, (laughs) and I'll tell you where you can go buy tickets. Otherwise, thanks, ladies, for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. This is fun. Would you like to tell us your social media?
3: Go ahead. Oh, okay. Christina. Sure. I have a YouTube channel and an Instagram you can follow. It's at Christina G's, and it's G-E-E-Z-E. Yeah, very good. That's me.
4: And I, uh, think my Instagram handle is just Bianca Alangi, so check it out there. Yes.
0: At Bianca Alonji. There you go. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's it. That, that is it. That is the end of another episode of Truths Be Told, the podcast. Yes. Yes. Thank you for joining me. Now you can finally enjoy your Christmas break. I release you. Or whatever it is you're celebrating. Whatever wintry experience you want to have, go have it. Maybe that wintry experience involves eating lots of food. And you eat all the quality street chocolates that there are in the tin. Or at least all the fruit creams. And you leave those chewy caramel things that get stuck on your teeth for the rest of your relatives. And they're like, Lindsay, think about everybody. It's not just you. Who gets to have the chocolate? Yeah, or something less specific than that. Guys, I'm trying to say, have a wonderful holiday season. I hope you feel lots of love and um, holiday cheer. And uh, be kind to your fellow human being and fellow furry friend. Make sure you give that fat pooch under the dining room table a little piece of Christmas ham when no one's looking. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have to quickly say this before I get into my thank yous, because I have to. Um, If you want to help support little old Linzo uh, with her art, donating to the Theater Lab Patreon is the best way to do that. It helps Truth Be Told the podcast keep going, and it helps tees keep going. It keeps me going. So if you need to justify it for yourself, perhaps you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, maybe over a year, and you get all these episodes for free. And, you know, it's not free for me to make them. It takes time, energy, and my own money. So, you know, maybe you enjoy this show and you want to show your gratitude. Uh, this is the best way to do that. This is the way that would make me feel so appreciated. Only if you can. If you can, think about it. So go to patreon.com theaterlab Theatre Lab. All of that money goes directly to Tease. And uh, every little bit counts, you guys. So I would really, really appreciate it. And if you're in Toronto, you know, you could actually just come to the show if you want instead. Go to fringetoronto.com and buy a ticket Come see our show. We run from January 9th to January 19th, 2020 at Factory Theatre right here in downtown Toronto. So come see it if you can. We'd love to have you at Tease and then, you know, come say hi after. But if you're not from Toronto and you can't come see it, the Patreon would be very appreciated by me. Okay. Okay. No more talking about money. I'm done. Time for some thank yous. OK, I want to thank my guests, um, Kayla Lorette, Ebony Rosen, Bianca Alonji, Christina Gonsalves. Thank you, ladies. You are all fabulous. Thank you to my partner in crime in the editing room, Trevor Pullman. Thank you to Katherine Fogler. She did the photography for this podcast. Thank you to Kurt Furla. He did the graphic design on the logo for this podcast. Thank you to Matthew Reed, who made the music you hear on this podcast. And thank you to Cody Crane and Michael Mongiardi of the Sonar Network for keeping this show going, for posting it, for doing all that technical work that keeps me afloat. Guys, I have an Instagram, at Linzo that's L I N. D-S-O-M-U-L-L-O. All right. Enjoy your holiday season. Bye-bye.